0: Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I want to sh- bring this up here first because um, our Bible is laid out so beautiful and uh, um, it's historic. It's not supposed to be some book that uh, gives you encouragement. Oh, I'm encouraged. It's history. You want to find out where we come from? This is it. You go look, there was a flood. There's mass evidence all over the place. Just look. If you do a search sometime on your phone or tell Syria, whatever it is on the phone, just say, evidence of a flood. All of a sudden, they'll come, you'll go, my goodness. <gasps> A lot of neat things. It took place, <laughs> but anyway, Genesis. Remember that word? It actually means beginning, and it is. You can start there, and Adam and Eve. You know, <clears throat> great stuff. Anyway, Exodus. Oh, that just means it's an exit. They got out. They got out of what? A couple of ways you can get this is the E right there. Where'd they come out of? Egypt. Egypt was right near wherever uh, Abraham was at the time, and <clears throat> Isaac and Jacob, and the, and the story about Joseph. I mean, they can, you ever heard of Ramses? Well, that was the Pharaoh during that time. Anyway, Leviticus, Leviticus Levi, that was one of the sons of Israel, the Levites. <laughs> anyway, Numbers, wonder what that's about. Numbers, it's the details. Anyway, you get all the way to Deuteronomy. Anyway, basically right here, here's Genesis all the way down through right here. Moses is, uh, excuse me, screen one away. Uh, Moses, <laughs> it passed away, didn't it? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, Moses is... Uh, Moses dies right here at the end of Deuteronomy, then you've got Joshua. They go into the promised land, and I tell you what, nobody could stop them. Nobody could stop them. Walls of Jericho, the people inside Jericho were scared of the Israelites. The Bible tells us today that we're more than conquerors. I mean, there's, there's listen, you just can't help but win. If you'll think family, you'll never find your daddy or your mother sending you out in a car that's fixed to have a car wreck. They would, that's unheard of. Well, God Almighty created you. He's not sending you out in your cars to go have a car wreck. He's not destining you for cancer or anything like that. These are just bumps in the road we have to deal with. But learn to realize that I'm going to call in for support. When you run into a difficulty, ask for support. Don't just say, well, I bet the Lord invented that pothole. No, he didn't. He invented Jesus to take care of your problems, whether it's sickness or whatever it is. Anyway, you won't find any of these problems overcoming anybody in Joshua. Then all of a sudden it comes down to this thing here called Judges. Now we're going to pick up right here and see what took place. This is all historical all the way to this point. Even Ruth. When you get down to Samuel here, that's the beginning of David by the 17th chapter. But anyway, Judges. Let's see what's happening here. Now what's interesting enough here? is that, uh, notice this, after Joshua died. Hey, this is chronological, isn't it? Well, look what happened. The nation of Israel went to the Lord to receive his instructions. Which one of our tribes should go to war against the Canaanites, they inquired. There were still some bad guys in the promised land, and they were going to go after him. Well, anyway, uh, so the Lord told them, well, get Judah to go first. Anyway, I want us to go into the second chapter. Notice what happened here. Sometimes we hear stories and we think, you know, God's just hard. No, read the details. One day the angel of the Lord arrived at Bochem, we'll just say Gunnersville, coming from Atlanta and announced to the people of Israel, I brought you out of Egypt into this land that I promised your ancestors. And I said that that I would never break my covenant with you. Okay, sounds good. If you'll do your part. Now quit thinking your part is to never make a mistake. That's not it. They always had sacrifices for sin. But there was one sin that was critical. And guess what it was? We don't need you anymore, God. We're going to carve out our own little God. And we're going to worship this God. Boy, that's what got him in trouble. And can you see how it would get him in trouble? They didn't need the God of the Bible to provide for them, which is the only God anyway. We don't need your help. We can be prosperous on our own. No, you can't. It won't happen. You know? <sighs> we don't need you, God. We're going to find our own God. Oh, brother. But this angel said, hey, look, I'll never break my covenant with you as long as you don't break your part. Anyway... He says, don't make any peace treaties with the people living in this land. I told you to destroy the heathen altars. See these altars. And why have you not uh, obeyed? And now since you have broken the contract, it's no longer in effect. And he says, and I can no longer basically help you. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I can no longer promise to destroy the nations living in your land. Uh, Now notice it says, there are going to be thorns in your sides and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. Wow. Let's keep reading. The people broke into tears as the angel finished speaking. Well, they must have been saying things. I mean, they don't know such thing as angels. Well, the Bible seems to believe there is, and Jesus is a doggone hoax if there are no angels. Because when he was out in temptation for forty days and forty nights, he was with the wild angels and uh, wild. He was with the wild animals and the angels ministered unto him. And then when Jesus was saying, when he was right before he went to the cross in the garden of Gethsemane, an angel came and strengthened him. Well, it wasn't like Jesus said, oh, I'm glad I saw an angel. Woo, boy, I was starting to believe there wasn't no God. Well, Jesus was God. Come on. So what was the reason the angel strengthened him? Just like today, you've got angels encamped about you. I mean, Matthew, uh, Matthew 18 says, even children, not just children, but all of us, it says their angel, your angel, your personal angel. If you hadn't watched, oh, what is it? It's not White Christmas. A Wonderful Life. I've already watched it this year. Wonderful Life. And who was that angel that was there? What was his name? Ernest or I forgot. Clarence. Clarence was his name. Every time a bell rings, it's still got a good point. But Clarence said, I am your guardian angel. Well, we fell for that hook, line, and sinker. It's not true. It is true, praise the Lord. And you've got more than just one angel. The book of Hebrews says we come into myriads. It's Thousands of angels. Oh, it says happy angels too. They're happy. And they're not happy like you're going to get it today. No, they're happy because they're going to help you. The people broke into tears as the angel finished speaking. Judges chapter 2 verse 4 says. So the name of that place was called Bokum, meaning the place where the people wept. They even named a town after this thing that never happened. Oh, it did happen. They offered sacrifices to the Lord. When Joshua finally disbanded the armies of Israel, the tribes moved into their new territories and took possession of the land. Joshua, the man of God, died at the age of 110 and was buried at the edge of his property in whatever, Timnath-Harris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount whatever. This is a place and a place and a place. Okay. The people remained true to the Lord. Hmm. Throughout Joshua's lifetime. And, as, and, and long afterward as the old men of his generation were still living. Those who had seen the mighty miracles the Lord had done for Israel. Okay, what's he trying to say? But finally, that generation died. It's almost like our nation right now. We're about to lose some stuff, but thank God, we're not. we got people fighting back and saying, wait a minute, we have a constitution. We have a constitution means that the Syrians get, they're not citizens. We've got to go back to a re-education program. The world doesn't have the rights the United States has. Oh, we're going to take away your guns. No way. It's the Second Amendment. We're having to re-educate everybody. Well, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Oh, right. Give everybody's guns up and we're not going to get hurt. Oh, mercy. Anyway, back to this. But finally, that all that generation died. The next generation did not worship Jehovah as their God. This is why I thank God we're in the Bible Belt. We got little reminders everywhere. And thank God our nation is not like going, I know some of them, but it's not. We are in the Christmas season. This is so fantastic. We are overwhelmed. I don't care if it is commercial. It still says Merry Christmas, and it's still about Christmas. It's still a national holiday, the 25th of December. They have to eradicate that and try to get all this stuff out of our minds. But we're down here, not only in the Bible Belt, but in America. We're already having a countdown, not only to Christmas, but we'll have a countdown for the new year. But thank God, a countdown to Christmas. And we all singing this on Christmas Eve. What's Christmas about? Well, it's about Jesus. Something happened. Anyway, this group, that died off. And now these people are not even worshiping God. And that's when their troubles look at that. And they did not care about the the mighty miracles uh, he had done for them. They did many things that the Lord had expressly forbidding, including the worship of heathen gods. Now that's what got them. <clears throat> anyway, they abandoned Jehovah, and now you know, see, you try to figure out, well, wonder, wonder how I could get involved in this. Well don't worry about the things that may be going wrong and stuff. The problem was, notice the, the root cause here was abandoning Jehovah. I' mean, abandon I don't, you live your life as though there's no God. Not that we're oh, I need to worry. no, I need His help. I need his help. Let me show you real quick. Uh, over here in, um, and we'll come right back to this. The book of Psalms. Uh, whoops, passage. it, didn't I? Psalms, pretty easy to find this. It's the 50th, right? Uh, not, you know, it's a third of the way, but 50 sounds like in the middle. Watch this. The Almighty God summoned mankind from east to west. Okay, he's called everybody. All right, he's come to judge his people. Okay, gather everybody together. Okay, what's he saying? And he says, oh, my people, listen, I am your God. Listen, Hear my charges against you. He says, I don't have any complaint about your sacrifices on the altar. This is Psalm 50, verse 7. He said, all the animals of the field are mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. There's that verse. He says, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. The world's mine. Here's what he wants. He says, no, I don't need your sacrifices. What I want from you is your true thanks. See, boy, any of us in this room, we can just drop off the map at any moment concerning this. We can forget. Phil and I were talking about this a little while ago. You know, you can be be just the smartest people, the greatest people in church and stuff, but then guess what? When you lose your wallet, you lose your brain. Oh, oh, oh. And we don't even think to pray. Man, first thing to do, and I'm guilty too. I need to pray. The Lord knows where that wallet is. He didn't take it out of my pants. He's on my side. Look what he says. I want your promises fulfilled. I want you to trust me. In times of trouble so that I can rescue you and you can give me glory. That's pretty simple. It's almost like saying I'm never going to call my mom and dad anymore. I can do it my way. You got a mom and dad for a reason, praise the Lord. Now, you don't have to be over there all the time. understand that. But just to kick them out the door and say, I don't need my mom and daddy anymore is ridiculous. Well, that's what he's saying right here. Anyway, let's go back to Judges and see what happened. So anyway, Judges chapter. Uh, oops, chapter 2. So, they, uh, uh, <clears throat> this generation said, we don't need God. We don't need him anymore. Nah, no big deal. Well, watch how fast it went down. They abandoned the Lord. They loved and worshipped, that, that loved and worshipped their, their ancestors, worshipped the God brought them out of Egypt. Instead, they were worshipping and bowing low to idols of the neighboring nations. Oh, brother. So, the anger of the Lord flamed out against all Israel. He left them to the mercy of their enemies. And they departed from Jehovah and they were worshipping Baal and the Ashtaroth idols. These were real idols. You can look up these things today and you get little pictures of what they look like. Anyway, so now the nation of Israel went out to battle against his enemies. But look at this. The Lord blocked their path. He warned them about it. I mean, they're trusting other gods. Don't count on me to help you. You're not asking me for your help. Man, they were getting annihilated. But look what the Lord did. The Lord raised up, look at that word, judges. That's the reason this book is called Judges. Samson and Delilah, the story. Dustin named his dog after Samson. Why? He knows the story. This guy became a judge. Another judge was called Gideon. We have the Gideon's Bibles, whatever. We know that story. Other judges. He says, notice this. He would raise up judges to save them from their enemies. Even yet, Israel would not listen to the judges, but would broke faith with Jehovah by worshiping other gods. In other words, they'd last a little while, then they'd go back and start worshiping these other gods. Look at this, how quickly they turned away from the true faith of their ancestors, for they refused to obey God's commands. Each judge, look at this, each judge rescued the people of Israel from their enemies throughout his lifetime, for God was moved with pity by the groanings of his people under their oppressions. Wow. Basically pointing out that if they'll just ask him, he'll help. This is the story of the Bible. But when that judge died, the people went from doing right and behaved even worse than their ancestors had. They prayed to heathen gods. In other words, well, they they smacked their mama. They did something wrong. No, the thing they did wrong was they quit praying and they started worshiping other gods. We're all the time making mistakes. Just don't want to make this one. We don't need Jesus anymore. That's the reason that picture, Revelation 3.20, written to a church. Better yet, it's written to an individual. Because he says, if any man will open the door. Revelation oh, 3.20. What gets me is that's written to the church. Revelation chapter 3. To the church of Laodicea. To the church. It wasn't written to the world. Now he is after the world. Trying to help them. But that's written to you. I'm like, I can't, that should say Adair, right? It should say Richard Adair. And I'm like, Richard, you wouldn't dare do that to Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I get so worried. Jesus can't help me. This is a this this pain, I think it, I might have a I might have a disc in my back that's going wrong. You know, it's it's you know it's it's a bulging disc. Jesus can't help that. You imagine that? Mm. that's where we get guilty. All right, back to this. Judges chapter 2 again. <clears throat> they would pray to heathen gods. Now why in the world are they praying to heathen gods? Well they think it works. And why are we getting reference here to praying to heathen gods? Because God wants us to do what? Pray to him and he'll get you out. They stubbornly returned to the evil customs of the nations around The anger of the Lord would flame out again. You know, it sounds like God would all, I mean, it sounds like God all the time wants you to be protected and helped. Yes, he does. He declared because the people violated the treaty I made with their ancestors, I'll no longer drive out the nations unconquered. All right, anyway, Joshua died. He said he's going to leave these other nations there. Okay, all right. Now, going into the third just a moment, just want to give you a little heads up. Watch this. I wrote this out, and some of you may know. I use Excel at work, whatever, just a program, whatever. But anyway, I I I stopped while I was going through this, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to write down the number of years they were in trouble versus the number of years everything was okay. Well, the first one we're going to see here was they were in trouble for eight years. They lost their nation again. They're living underneath the rule of, we'll see in a minute, some Canaanite guy. And then this judge comes along because the people cried out to the Lord. And then they're rescued for 20 years. And then they go to pot again. They start worshiping idols. And they're stuck for, I think, uh, oh, I think it's, um, it's seven years. And then they come back and go 80 years. Praise the Lord. Perfectly. You get the picture. Call on the Lord, he'll help you. Now, here we go. Uh, Anyway, God wanted to let these young people realize, the young Israelites, to find out, you know, how to trust the Lord. All right, here's what happened. So anyway, these bad guys are still in here. Uh, Israel lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, all these nations. But instead of destroying them, the people intermarried with them. The young men took their girls as wives, and the Israeli girls married the men. Doesn't sound so bad until you realize, uh uh-oh, soon Israel was worshiping their gods. Well, honey, you don't love me if you don't ask this stupid piece of wood over here to provide for us. Oh, brother. Anyway, it got them all in trouble. I'll see what happened. Okay, so the people of Israel, what? They were evil in in God's sight for they turned against Jehovah and their God and worshipped Baal. And now you might say, what's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with that? These demanded human sacrifice. Let's don't give two babies. We'll be the best on our block. We'll sacrifice all our kids. Notice they never talk about sacrificing themselves. You know, Let's throw our kids to the fire. The anger of the Lord flamed out against them. What? No kidding? Gee whiz. All right. Anyway, what happened? So anyway, this king, what happened? King Cush, whatever, eastern Syria, conquered them. Syria? Syria, you say? That's on the news today. Mercy. Mm. Anyway, they were underneath his rule. Look at that. Here's a time frame, eight years. But when, now let's learn, let's see if we can get this. But when Israel cried out to the Lord, is that something I can do? Yeah. He gave them Caleb's son. Now, who the heck is Caleb? Oh, remember, they went to the promised land. Caleb's son. Caleb said, we can take the land. The rest of them said, no, we can't. But Joshua and Caleb said, we can do it. They gave him Caleb's son, Othniel, the son of young Caleb's younger brother, to save them. Now, why did he want to save them? Take him to heaven? No, get him out from underneath this eight years of torment. The Spirit of the Lord took control of him, and he reformed and purged Israel so that he led the forces of Israel against this army of what's-his-name. And the Lord helped Israel conquer him completely. Then for 40 years underneath this guy, there was peace in the land. Man, I'm forgetting this. If you ask the Lord for his help, you got it. Praise the Lord. Anyway, once this guy died, the people turned again to their evil ways. Now, remember, the evil way was what? Worshiping other gods. Anyway, they got taken under by somebody else. Oh, uh, let's see what happened here. They were having to pay crushing taxes to King Eglon. Let's see. I think he tells us. Yeah, eight. look at it, 18 years. Well, watch what happens. We had eight years, and then it flipped to 40 good years. Now we got 18 years of bad. But when they cried to the Lord, he sent a savior by the name of Ehud. We'll call him Ed. Ed, the son of Ben, will say, whatever, who was left-handed. He was the man to carry Ezra's annual tax money to the Moabite capital. Anyway, this is a neat little story. This dude went in there, and he had the Lord on his side. He snuck in there, and he said, I need to talk to the king by himself. And the king says, hey, y'all leave the room. <laughs> While he was in there, man, he stuck it to him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> he said, I got a secret message for you. I'm not going to read it all, but anyway the king immediately dismissed those who were with him so he could have a private interview. Boy, I tell you what, he walked in there and he says, it's a message from God. (laughs) Now remember, this guy was a bad guy. Uh, King Eglin stood up to receive it. And anyway, Mr. Ed there, he reached in his robe and he pulled out a dagger and he, he put it into that guy. All right, so let's see what happened. Oh, They wound up uh, wiping out the Moabites, and here we go. Look at that. And so Moab was conquered by Israel that day, and the land was at peace for the next eighty years. After that was Shamgar, and he uh, he wiped out six hundred Philistines with an ox goad. Now, how in the world do you do that? Praise the Lord. I'm not going to go all through all of uh, the fourth chapter. The fourth chapter, verse one. After this guy died, the people of Israel they went back to sin, and what did they do? They were worshiping these idols. This is where this woman nailed this guy, like I say. Cicero, he's in your history books too. I mean, Cicero, excuse me. He was the commander in chief. Anyway, he had 900 chariots, made life miserable for the Israelites, Israelis for 20 years. But finally, see the point? They begged for the Lord's help. Now, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to do what they do. I'm going to ask the Lord for his help. Now, speed ahead just a little bit. <clears throat> now, we're getting the picture. Let's go down here just a second. Let's go over here to, well, I'll tell you, let's pick one out here first in Matthew. Matthew 15. See if we see something similar here. Matthew 15. We're dealing, this is Jesus here. Let me speed down. Here we go. All right. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. A woman from Cana who was living there came to him. Now notice, she was from Canaan. She wasn't an Israelite. So she didn't know anything about worshiping the right God. But now she obviously does. She's coming to him. Who was living came to him, pleaded, have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son, for my daughter has a demon within her, and it torments her constantly. Kid trouble. i tell you what, we got some of the finest Christians, finest friends in the world. I mean, in our churches and stuff like this. And when it comes down to kids and children and stuff like that, we just throw out the Lord. And we don't mean to. And we well, don't you think I pray? I didn't say you didn't pray. But I do want to know, have you asked the Lord for his help right now to get you out of a problem with something going on in your life where your kids, or you could put it in reverse order, your parents or whatever. And if they're honest, they'll go, I hadn't really asked. Phil was telling me when he got here, he said he went over to somebody's house to help. They were going to move. and, And when he got there, nobody had done anything yet. So you got to put a plan together. Lay your plan out. Lay your plan out and say, This is what I want to get done here. And we've not laid our plan out. But boy, I tell you, this woman did. Look what she did. And we were using this laughing a few minutes ago about Chaz wanting to eat a biscuit here. Watch this. My daughter has a demon in her and it torments her constantly. Jesus gave her no reply. The heavens won't even respond. Well, here's a good look. We just quit, don't we? No, you don't quit. Not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. See, they thought, well, hey, we get the picture. Jesus don't mess with her. We don't want her messing with us. Anyway, send her away. Tell her to get going, they said, for she is bothering us with all this begging. Oh, really? Let's see what she did because if she got what she was looking for, we need to do what she did. He said, woman, I was sent to help the Jews. Now, whoa, whoa, before we go any further, he said that. I was sent to help. And it was related to this kind of help. But he says, but she says, not, he said, not to the Gentiles. She came and worshipped him and pled again. Look at that. Help me. Help me. It doesn't seem right to take bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. Yes, it is. For even the puppies, you know the story, get the crumbs. Well, let's see what happened. Well, you know what happened. Even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs that fall. Woman! Notice how singular that is. That could be you. One person. Woman, your faith is large. He didn't say, today we're granting this. No. You could have faith this large too. And your request is granted. Psalm 50. I want you to call me in your times of trouble. And I can deliver you. And it'll give me honor. And her daughter was healed right then. Wow. 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 One more place. Let me catch uh, this one right here. Look at this. One day, he told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them they must keep on praying until the answer comes. Man, we quit. We quit so First off, we got people in our nation today that laugh at this. Oh, has it come to that prayer? (laughs) Like, prayer doesn't work anyway. I mean, last week politically, I mean, some people that were just, they're trying to throw away, not just prayer in school, that's what I'm talking about, they just, they were, they were nationally making fun of people, which is great, because our nation's fighting back, and going, you need, uh-uh, prayer does work. <laughs> there, was a city, there was a city judge, he said, a very godless man, now get this, there's a judge and a godless man, now, I want to beat the system here, but this guy's supposed to be the Lord, A godless man? Yeah, because the Lord's going to say, to teach the lesson here. He had great contempt for everyone. Well, see, that's not the way our Heavenly Father is. So we're already starting out on a good track when we think. A woman, I mean, excuse me, a widow of that city came to him frequently to appeal for justice against the man who had harmed her. The judge ignored her for a while, but eventually she got on his nerves. And he said, I fear not God nor man to himself, but this woman is bugging me. Guess what? You and I can bug the Lord all we want to, and guess what? You, you'll get it. You'll get it. But this woman, he says, bothers me. I'm going to see she gets justice. For I'm wearing. She's she's wearing me out. The Lord says, if even evil judge can be worn down like that, don't you think God will surely give justice to His people? It's not just justice. Anything he ask for, too. Yes, look at that. Yes, He will answer them quickly. Oh, but look at this devastating answer. This is what in the book of Judges they were dealing with. But when I, the Messiah returns, so he's coming back. How many will, find, will I find who have faith and are praying? Oh, boy, I have to pick myself up all the time and go, you know, praise the Lord. I got to have help financially. And it's just good to do it in the morning. When you, especially or, or anytime you're worried. Ooh, I'm worried about this. Lord, I'm making my request. I need something right here. I need your help. Last place. I said last place. Let me let's close it right here. Watch this. <clears throat> Philippians four. What does he say? Don't worry. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. About everything. Tell God your needs. Don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, you'll experience God's peace. Not only that, 80 years of whatever and all this great stuff, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and minds and hearts and you'll stay at rest as you trust in Christ. Now, it's just not some sort of, oh, I feel. You feel good because he fixed it, praise the Lord. That's what he's talking about. Because I can do without this kind of peace if I'm still going to get my brains blown out. No, I'm going to be all right. Yea, they'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to fear no evil. There's a table spread for us. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. The things we see in the book of Judges, praise the Lord. We realize, praise God, we've got you and you'll help us too. Well, Lord, if we're not feeling good, you'll make us well. And if we're struggling financially, you'll fix that. And if it's some other problem we're dealing with today, you'll get us out of that problem. That doesn't leave anything left, but for us to leave a trail of how you've helped us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.